Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's daily podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Today is uh, June uh, the time is about 3.30 p.m. Ready MPC has been conducting Zoom conference from past 11 years. If you have any questions, please fill out a Google sheet. We will try to uh, give you preference if you're a newcomer. And if you fill the Google sheet, we are giving it to you. Gupta? Yeah, hi, uh, Rahul. Uh, so this is regarding my, like, uh, I left my previous employer and we did not mm-hmm. end it on a good terms. Mm-hmm. And because of that, he did not give me the service letter. Mm-hmm. And in my current company, mm-hmm. uh, the current company is uh, starting my prevailing wages case. Okay. And where I was asked to provide the previous employer phone number and previous manager phone number. Mm-hmm. So I'm, the um, question here is like, yeah, please. Yeah. If you don't have experienced letters though, Okay. You can still get the. You can still uh, supplement it with other things. Yeah, but my and question is, is like uh, they are asking for the previous employer phone number and previous manager phone number, which I don't want to provide because we did not end it on a good term. Is there any way they can affect this process in negative way if I provide their phone numbers? They can't. You can sue them too if they negatively affect it. So typically, if we want to complain on some employee, unless there is something very bad that you have done, um, mm-hmm. they can't do anything about it. Though. So because the, you have to provide the phone number and the email address in the labor certification form. Okay. So I will provide it. If they do anything, you can sue them, the employer. Okay. Okay. Then. That's what I would just wanted to ask. I can provide sure. you. Okay, thank yeah. you. Thank and you. And then, if you don't have experience letters, the alternative thing I want to read the article that I have uh, that uh, yeah. okay. Emily Newman has provided. I've sent a link for that. Okay. Next person. Thank you. Please. Thank you. Thank Sarah? you so much. Um, hi. So uh, I recently filed uh, two H-1Bs and uh, so both of them got picked. So I'm working for one of the company and I have an offer letter from the other uh, uh, consulting firm. So do you think it is a good idea to proceed with it or should I just withdraw? Because I'm working for one of the consulting company right now and that one got picked too. So how, as the, are, how about how about the company that you are working? Did they file for a lot of people, or did they only file for the people who are working? So for me, no, they didn't file for a lot of people. What I mean, what about how many other people that they filed H one B for? Um, uh, I guess it is below ten. 
Okay. Um, we are advising at this point of time that if you are working for the company and that did not collude in any way, in any way, we are telling people to file the H-1B right now. We may go wrong on it, but we are telling because this is a genuine company that filed for H-1B. Mm -hmm. okay. okay, so... You, if you're telling that if there are a few people who are filing a H-1B, then I can proceed, right? Right. And they have not filed for any people who are not working. And they mm -hmm. have filed for you because you're working. We are telling people to proceed. Okay. So what about the other one? So the other one, I guess there are many people who for uh, whom they've filed. So I know there is nothing you can do. You can't go back in the time capsule and correct it. There is yes, a chance sir. that the USCIS may come after you for colluding mm -hmm. in filing a, a H-1B application when there is no job. But what mm -hmm. can you do right now? You can't undo the things what you have already done, is it right? Yes, yeah. But uh, Next what do you suggest? Uh... Don't do anything with that company. Don't communicate with them. Don't speak with them. Don't do anything with that. Next person, please. See? Uh, hi. Uh, good afternoon, uh, Rahul Reddy. Uh, my question is, um, I came to U.S. on L1A visa and my GC is in process for more than 180 days. But unfortunately, I got laid off. Uh, my question is, um, I also picked up for a H1BB. Uh, so shall lottery. I go ahead and file for it? Yeah, lottery, yes. Is there um, any consequences that my GC will get affected? So when you say you filed I-140, but you didn't file the 485s, right? Yeah, the I-140 is pending for more than 180 days. Why don't you answer my question, ma'am? Did you file 485 or adjustment of status or only I-140? Uh, H-1, I got picked up in the lottery. So my question I am is... asking something different and you're answering something different, ma'am. You said Sorry, you filed I-140. You said you filed I-140. Yes. Did you also filed a form called I-485? It's also yes. called as adjustment of status? Yes, we did. You did. And is yes. the I-140 still pending or 485 still pending? Uh, both are still pending. You may want to contact an immigration lawyer, though. The reason is that I may want to save your I-485. If they are okay. not going to withdraw the I-140, okay, and it's been more okay. than 180 days, I may, I'm interested in saving your I-140, uh, green card completely. Okay. Okay. I'm interested in other things too, but what you're, what should, you should be more interested in is getting the green card, ma'am. Okay. Okay. No, my worry is uh, if it get rejected, uh, then even I will lose the chance of, uh, you know, getting uh, uh, the H-1B process as well. That's why I'm raising this question. Well, there are still ways where you can save the H-1B and save the green card. You can try okay. to save the green card. Okay. You may or may not be successful, but you try to save the green card. I'm not looking okay. temporarily for this H-1B. I'm looking for permanent and get rid of the immigration lawyers in my life. Next person, please. Harini? Since Thank your I-140 has been pending for 180 days and 485 is pending for 180 days, if they don't withdraw the L1, I-140, you may get the entire green card. Next person, please. Harini? Hi, um, hi Rahul. So um, 
I have not changed my employer, but uh, my uh, client has been changed. Um, before the client change, I have uh, applied for the visa drawbox and yeah, and I fixed an appointment to a scheduled appointment too. So since my client has changed after scheduling an appointment, do I need to schedule a new appointment or just new DS-160 and add it to the appointment? New DS-160 added, added to the appointment. Oh, thank you. And uh, one second, ma'am. Did you have to file uh -huh. an amendment or is you're going with the same age? Amendment. Uh, amendment. I want you to make a new appointment, ma'am. If you are oh, filing okay. an amendment, I want you to make an appointment. Oh, yeah. It is a, the client changed, so um, it is a new amendment. <clears throat> well, sometimes it may not be required an amendment. So right now, I want you to change it. Next person, please. Okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Hi, Rahul. Uh, this is Venkat. I got laid Moment off. Moment, I will not... need to restart again if change in software job within the same company and same locations. Is it your question or this is different, Venkat, though? It, it's almost, but like, uh, let me rephrase it, uh, Rahul. So I got laid off on notice period. I have like four weeks to apply internal software positions within the same company. So if I do within the same company, same location or a different location, uh, do I need to file H1 amendment and and do like a, a perm process again? Like I have I won 40 approved uh, one and a half year. What's the what is your priority date? 2021. You, you don't have to worry about the green card right now, okay? Because okay. that is going to come somewhere after 80 years or 90 years after you're dead. So don't worry about it, okay? So, okay. but you can still, you, you will still have that I-140 for your wife to extend the H-4. You can still use that I-140 to extend the H-1B. So don't worry about the I-140 right now. Now, can the I question is that, now, the question yeah. is that if it's a different location, you have to file a H-1B amendment. If it is the same location, depending on the job, if it's a similar job, you don't have to. Otherwise, you have to file an amendment. That's an amendment. So when I say software, right, from developer to a product owner or some, some change in job duties, so should it require amendment within the software job? Not, not that I <clears throat> feel that it's required because it's still software. When you say you're product developer, I don't know what that means. It still is software product. I don't think so. You're developing yeah. a motorcycle only. or something. Yeah. No. So I don't yeah. think so. It's required an amendment if the location is the same. But sometimes the HR there might feel differently. Okay. And one last question. So if I don't get a job internally, if I, if I take some job or external company, I know like we have to do transfer. But if my current yes. company uh, revoke I-140 or H-1, uh, I'm eligible to still like go ahead for transfer and uh, file permanent and do 140 again with external company. Don't worry about I-140 right now. Okay. You don't have to so, worry about the next 30 <clears throat> years, okay? Yeah, uh, let's ignore 140. Then uh, if my current company uh, revoke something, uh, if, I don't if get they a job revoke I-140, if, mm -hmm. if they revoke the H-1B, you have to get a job within 60 days. If not, you will have to move to B2 visa. Got it. So I have 60 days after the end date of uh, working day in current company. Next person, please. Thank you. Randeep. Um, my name is Randeep. I saw a little bit about me. I came to this country as a dependent with my mother. I'm on H-4. And I aged out, but we applied for the green card while we were in the, you know, in the period. And now I have my EAD, but the dates have retrogressed. Do you, do I still need to maintain my, you know, student visa status? 
Wait, wait. Um, so you are an EAD, but were you protected by the CSPA Act or you're not yes, protected? Yes, I'm the still, uh, they gave a new law saying that you can use the filing you know, applied date, not the final action date. So Right, filing dates, okay. So yes, based, based on that, uh, based on that, um, yeah, if you are locked in the CSPA though, Okay. Yes, sir. You we have, have the interview and everything. Well, I, I cannot assure you about that right now because I don't know the details. But if you are locked in the CSPA, if I were you, I would not proceed with F1 visa. I'm going to use the EAD. Okay. So I don't need to. Uh, so if I have to travel outside the country, do I need to get an advance parole? And, and do I need, uh, when I want to come back, do I still need? Do I need some kind of status or EAD status is no, enough? Not EAD. It's called advanced parole. You I, I also have that back. as well. Thank you. But don't use EAD to come back. Sometimes okay. the EAD doesn't have an advanced parole. You can come back in advanced parole and you don't need to have any status to come back. Even though you are above 21, you can come back in advanced parole. No problem with it. Next person. Okay. Shankar? Yeah. Uh, hi. Good evening, uh, Rahul Radhi. This is Shankar here. Um, yes, Shankar. Yeah, uh, my question is, I'm I, in, uh, I see you are coming very near to the uh, H1, okay, and uh, six years. Your perm is pending, is right? Yes, that's correct. Uh, I recommend if you want to join a lawsuit though, okay, uh, we yeah. are filing a lawsuit to expedite the perm labors. I'm giving uh, you no. an email address. I'm giving you an email address if you want to do that. But okay. at the same time, if I want you to watch this video that we made for 10 minutes if your six years is nearing your permit i-140 is not approved what should you do but anyway go ahead with the question yeah sure okay yeah as you told i am in the sixth year of my h1b and uh, uh, my perm is ten, pending for around six uh, months uh, and i don't have any previous i-140 so uh, my question here is like my attorney filed uh, i mean three months recaps at time but we got an approval, uh, or I mean, uh, for three years, uh, we got an approval from USA. No, you uh, cannot use that. You cannot use the three years. Yeah, but my employer asked me to go with a stamping uh, for that. Uh, so that's why I just want to confirm because. No, sir. They... Don't do that. Uh, Don't do that. Okay. If, so if, will that be. Is that an USCIS like error or? A... It's, it could be USCIS error. It could be your lawyer's error. It could be your employer's error. It could be your error. It doesn't matter whose error it is, you will be punished for it. Oh, okay, okay. Don't use that time. Follow okay. the directions what I said to you, okay? Next okay. question, please. Mia? Hi. Um, I have a question about a potential H-1B transfer denial. So I was laid off in January, and within 60 days, I was able to start another job with a startup. Um, it's very small, though, and I'm worried about possibly getting an RFP on ability to pay. So I'm just wondering if an RFP... How, when you, when you say small, yeah. explain it to me, please. Mm -hmm. um, I, I know the founder from grad school. That's and... not the question, ma'am. Mm -hmm. How many employees do they have? <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure how many are full-time. I think... I was hired at the same time as a couple of other people in the U.S. and I know there yes, are a couple abroad. Can you say it is two plus? Yeah. Can you just guess it because 
is it mm -hmm. two plus do they yeah. have an office space um they're registered in new york but there's no official office everyone's remote yeah go ahead with your question my question is just if we were to get an rfe and there are issues with ability to pay for instance and the transfer is denied what status does that leave me in you'll be out of status you will have to leave the country and come back on h1b later on but if I leave the country, um, can I still keep looking for jobs in the U.S. and yes, do another transfer without having to go yes. to the lottery next year? Mm -hmm. That is right, ma'am. Do you have an I-140 approval? I don't. How many years of H-1B you used? Four. You can always come back within the next 90 years. But when you come back, you can only use the rest of the two years, ma'am. Okay, and I can only be outside the U.S. for a year without an H-1B, is that right? No, you can be next 90 years and come back in 91 oh. years. 89 years not, and come back mm -hmm. in 90 years. Is there not a rule that if I can't find a job within a year, I have to reapply for an, a new H-1B through the lottery? No, you can reapply if you want to. That's your choice. Mm -hmm. Okay, That's your choice. If you reapply in the lottery, you get six years. If not, you will only get two years. Okay. You got it? But Mia, what yeah. you're missing one thing is that what about your green card process, though? You picked I... up this company. <laughs> yeah. Remember it, the it previous was... guy, mm -hmm. what he was trying to do? So are you trying to live only for two years and after that you want to say goodbye and apply in the lottery and make your chances one, one in ten will get it? So you need to work on that, though. You've been for four years. You didn't even made any move towards the green card. Um, I'm aware. Okay. Well, thank you. You will be you. very good clients for us. In the next decades, you will be our clients. Next person, please. Rama. Hi. Uh, yes. My question, yeah, my question is, my H-1B got picked this year, but I have a valid EAD. So, uh, I don't want to use my H-1B. So what I should Why? do is, can I try? Uh, because, uh, I, I, I um, go ahead. yeah, currently I'm working for a company. They file, but that is not picked. The other company has filed my H-1 and it got picked. No, don't so go I with don't... the other company. They're yeah, fraudulent so, companies. Yeah, maybe. So I want to use my H-4 EAD. So when I can travel to India to get my stamping done, should I travel before October or is I can travel before after October also for stamping, so that my EAD will be valid. Wait a minute. Did you apply for the H-1B or you did not apply for the H-1B? I, I applied and it got approved also, but I want to yeah. use my EAD. Ah, you want to use the EAD? Well, you, yes. And, and is your H-4 stamped in the passport? H-4? Yes. Yes, yes. H-4 and H-4 EAD, but I want to go for the stamping. You told me that, ma'am. Ma when is your H-4 stamping expiring or already expired? Uh, it's uh, expired. It's expired. Yeah, you have, you, if you already have a travel planning, though, you can go, if you go before October, though, technically okay. you're not counted toward the H-1B number. If you okay. go after October, you would have been counted toward the H-1B number. Mm -hmm. So my stamping also, I should get stamping before October? 
or else just travel is fine before october. are you getting my point or you're not getting my point here yeah. you see if you go before october you can get the mm-hmm. h4 stamping but okay. next time when you want to convert into h1b you have to go to the lottery okay if you go on october 2nd though mm-hmm. okay Okay. you are one day here in united states on h1b mm-hmm. so when you when you go there in october 2nd mm-hmm. what will happen is that you will be counted toward h1b number and you can still come back on h4 ead so what we normally do rama is we don't tell mm-hmm. people to go to india to get the stamping because stamping takes a lot of time we tell people mm-hmm. on october 2nd to travel to mexico and come back okay that's one thing the second thing we have a problem is the people who have applied through these fraudulent companies though they are getting deported nowadays so especially when you go to h4 stamping they may mm-hmm. issue a permanent bar for you to come into united states mm-hmm. okay i just okay. want you to watch watchful on that next person please i think so you're not question. getting my point but i i just want you to digest it a little bit better rahul yeah, yes go ahead hi hi rahul uh, this uh, thing is uh, i got laid off like uh, i know 3 days ago or uh, 35 days ago and now mm-hmm. i was offered uh, and I, i was given an offer and they rescinded the offer so now my 30 day 32 days of unemployment days are done now how can mm-hmm. i what are, is there any way i can stop the clock are there is a... getting a b, converting into b2 is an option for you okay one of my one of my close relatives said you can go to india and then file saying that you are not in usa for unemployment days and that could work out is that an option what do you mean work out though can you be clear on that what do you mean work out So he said that since you have thirty unemployment days, if you go to India now and you get a job and then come back, then your thirty days will start counting and your clock will no, stop. No, no, you. How can you come back? You don't have a job. Okay. Okay, I get it. Okay. You don't so have a only job. Only option is B two. Only option is B two. That's right. How long will the B two um, process take? Like the to get the receipt. the receipt can be you can file online it takes only one day for you to get the receipt though okay okay, okay. and then if i go if i transfer to b2 and b2 back to h1 it's not a problem right b2 to h1 now it's not a problem okay okay that's all that's okay. all thank you no going to india is definitely very 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 bad idea okay i understand okay thank sounds you. good I'll give you one of the uh, uh, one second, one second. Yeah, B two would be a better option. B two would be a better option. Hi. Uh, so I my H one got pegged and approved for this lottery twenty twenty three, and technically, as it would start from October first, my company uh, shut down its doors and they are legally uh, being closed. They told me that it would be legally closed in two or three weeks. so will that affect my h1 in any way so you got the h1b approved but their their offer is rescinded right now is it right um not the offer i would say the total company they are closing it yeah of course so there is no offer for you right now so yes. um 
will they withdraw the H1B? Will they not withdraw the H1B? They will not withdraw the H1B. If they don't withdraw the H1B, you're in a good position, ma'am. You can find a job before November 30th, though, and file a H1B transfer. Okay. Sounds good. So, as you said, so even if I don't find a job before they legally close in three weeks, even then no. it should you be. Are okay an o- for- you are an OPT right now, STEM extension right now. Yes. You don't have to find a job right now. And you have a 60-day grace period. Since your H-1B is starting in October 1st, the grace period starts on October 1st. You see my point? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So don't let the H-1B go because that's very important to get selected with a genuine company and uh, getting into H-1B. I don't want you to let H-1B go. Got it. So in any case, even though they are legally shut down, it will not affect my H-1B unless they revoke it. They unless they re- if they withdraw, then you will be in a big trouble. I okay. want you to have a consultation with a lawyer if they withdraw it, okay? Okay, sounds Next good. Next person, please. Uh, hi, good afternoon. Uh, my question is regarding the H-1B grace period. So I, I, I got laid up like five weeks back. I know mm-hmm. uh, Rahul already suggested for uh, going for a B2, B2 is an option. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, I was wondering like how long it is going to take like uh, to get approval on the P2. Why are you worried about approval? You just want to stay in the country. It may take five to six right. months for getting the approval. Okay, so that means you I just can w- stay up to six, six months. Right, right. You will apply for six okay. months. If you take six months, you stay for six months. In the meantime, if you get a job, while the B2 is pending, you can convert B2 into H1B. Okay. So what could be the reason we have to show to the USCIS, like, you know, the best reason? The best reason is that you've been in the country for more than four or five years. And Uh before, you know, now since you got laid off, you're coming very near to the 60 days. Now, before Uh you leave to India, you are planning to go around to Disney or whatever, Las Vegas or whatever, Yellowstone, and probably wind up some of your things, like probably you have a car, you may have a house, you have a household things, you want to get disposed of of those things, Mm -hmm. and then probably go around in USA, because you may not be able to come back to USA, you will give that reason for them to apply for the B2. Okay, that sounds good. Another question is, uh, what is the best way? Is there like uh, applying online is a good way or paper? Online, paper, uh, paper? online, online, period. Okay. Okay. Got it. But if, if you are, are you married? Yes, I have kids too. Uh, are the kids born here or there? Uh, they are born here. I've been here uh, and I've been here from last 10 years. So the kids don't need to file, but your wife need to file a B-2-2. Even though it costs a little bit more money to file for your wife and you online, because you'll have Mm -hmm. to file two separate applications, believe me, it is worth filing online. Okay? Okay. Next person. Okay. Thank you. Hello, Raul, sir. Uh, very quickly, I have a uh, advanced payroll based on my adjustment of status application, and I mm-hmm. also have a H-1B, which is uh, the stamp is expired, uh, mm-hmm. and so I'm planning to travel to India, get my H-1B stamped. Uh, I mean, I'm traveling for business reasons, but I'm thinking I will also use this to stamp my visa. Now, when I come back, do you see any problem in me either using the uh, stamped visa on the passport or advanced payroll? Because my lawyers are saying it's risky when up. up to travel to India after a US application. 
Oh, absolutely not a risk. If you are not going for stamping, I don't see any risk in it. Oh, if I'm going for stamping, there is a risk as per. What if they stop you for stamping? Then I can I can I not use the A, the AP to come back in that case. It depends on the reason why they stop you for the stamping, though. Okay. I don't see any reason for you to get the stamping there, because when you come back, your H1B is active. So what are you achieving by going to stamping? It's like you're putting your head in a lion's mouth. Ah, oh, are you going to bite me? Are you not going to bite me? Wow. <laughs> I don't know. So it's now no, sometimes it's, some mm -hmm. sometimes it's it's absolutely needed to put the head in the lion's mouth, but it's not needed now. You're not because achieving anything. Because I was not aware of the fact that if I come back, I can still uh, my H1B because I thought I'll be in there. No, sir. Your H1B is still active. Your I-94 is still active. You can extend the H1B. You can transfer the H1B. You can move to a different visa if you needed to. Okay. Even so though you I, travel and advance parole. That's great. So advanced coming back. So I've already filled the DS-160. Does it put me in any risk if I just don't no, do anything? You can, no, if you don't do anything, it does not. All right. Okay, thank you so much, sir. One, oh, sorry, one last question. Uh, I, if I shift, shift companies, I mean, my SOC code was operations research. I'm in procurement and supply chain. I mean, that is, a, that is the way they filed it. If I switch a company, which is again procurement, uh, which is same as what I'm doing, is that, is that a problem because the SOC no. code was... No. The SOC code doesn't have to be the, exactly the job duties have to be similar. So I don't see any problem in if you move on to a different company. Next person, please. Perfect. Thank you so much. Okay. Uh, hi, Rahul. Uh, I'm currently on H1 status and I'm planning to convert to H4. I heard... Uh, were, you, were, were you on H4 before? No, I was always on H1 before. No, ma'am. For you to convert into H4, you have to get the stamping. Uh, the conversion okay. of H4 is only if you had a H4 I-797. And now you want to convert it. You can switch it by going to Mexico. We call it as a margarita switch. But that's not applicable to you. Uh, okay. Okay. Got it. Okay. Thank you, Rahul. Yeah. So you can go for stamping to India, Mexico, or any other place or come back, or you can apply for a change of status. Next person, please. Uh -huh. Hi, uh, I had a question about uh, B transferring to B2 as well. Uh, my 60 day period is uh, there are 24 days left. And uh, I know you've already answered questions around transferring to B2 or change, uh, changing status to B2. But my question was, uh, is there any chance that it can get rejected? My I-140 is approved. So do I have to show non-immigrant intent, even though my I-140 is approved? And like, can there be complications? Can that be rejected? Remember uh, the reason I remember the reason I gave it to um, mm -hmm. you can give that reason. We haven't seen any denials of the B2 because you have an I-140 approval though. Um, I see. But even if it's denied, what is going to happen? I mean, well, then your unlawful stay starts from the time of denial, not right. from the time you applied, not right. the prior expiration of 60 days. Okay. And uh, generally speaking, uh, before they uh, adjudicate the application, they, I'm going to still get like uh, many, many RFU. months. Right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> By the time okay. they issue an RFU or denial, you'll be gone or you'll have already converted to H1. So it's not like they're going to uh, return me return to me with uh, with an answer in like 15 days that, and I'll only get 15 days. No, sir. Uh, okay. I wish they are such active. <laughs> Next oh. person, please. <laughs> 
uh, sorry, one last question. Uh, uh, is there is there uh, any risk of, even if I find a job after filing the change of status to B2, is there any risk of uh, me having to leave the country for stamping and come back on the on the new H-1B? I would, I would give you about 5% to 10% risk, though. The reason is that previously the risk was almost like 90%. Now the USCIS has issued a Twitter tweet saying that they are going to convert from B2 B to H1B. And we already have some other people reported to us in the, whenever people, I speak directly, then only I report, okay? If you're telling your story of your cousin, we don't report it. Right. I have a direct reportees that the USCIS has approved the change of status to H1B while the B2 nice. is pending. Okay, cool. Uh, one last thing. A couple of my friends also, also they transferred to F1 day one CPT. Uh, is that a preferential option, would you say, in your opinion, no, than sir. B2 or B2 no, is a safer option? No, sir. First of all, uh, day one, for you to convert into F1, it's taking about 12 months. So you won't get a work permit. Second, we do not consider day one CPT as legal universities. I now, see, see. here is the thing. No matter what the whole world says, okay, we may say differently. You may say, oh, no, there are hundreds of thousands of people. It doesn't matter if it's hundreds of thousands of people are doing multiple filings. We always stood by what we said, what we know what is legal, what we know right. what is not legal. We said yeah. multiple filings is period, not legal. Okay. Now, why do we say Devan CPT universities are illegal? Because if the university says that anybody can get admission, oh, wow. That doesn't look good. Anybody, right. even a lawyer can get an admission in master's in computer science. Right. That doesn't look good at all. And the college says, when, when does the college start? The college will say, when do you want it to start? Really? You can start whenever I want you to? Yeah. So that doesn't look legal to me. Okay. And even pre-COVID also, they're telling six days of college for the entire year. When I went to law school, those are the days I used to go per week. Okay. And, and so, would you recommend, would you recommend and, transferring to B2 or B1B? B1B2 is good. B1B2 is good. B1B2 is good. Okay. Thank you so much. Yeah. Next person, please. Rajendra. Uh, hey, Rahul. Good afternoon. So, uh, so my question is like, uh, I'm on H1. Uh, and my wife yeah. is also on H1. Uh -huh. So now I want to apply for change of status to H4. Plus EAD. EAD. Uh, so my question is like, a, I mean, and my wife is also, she's applying like, you know, her, doing her H-1B amendment. So I want yes. to apply my change of status and EAD with that application. So my question nice. is like, will I get approval at the same time? 98% of the time, yes. Okay. The reason why I'm asking, like, I want to continue in the same job. I got the point. H1B. I got the point. I know, I know why you're asking. So it's 98% I will get the... Uh, right. Okay. That's, that's right. Okay. And the second question if, I have is like, and if there is a 2%, there is some alternative where I can switch you back to H1B by having a Margarita switch. Okay. I will tell you when the okay. 2%, you consult me if they do, it does not approve within one or two days, okay. I'll get you back on H1B with okay. just $800 expenditure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And my second question is like, uh, if, if the primary H1 applicant travels to India, can I still stay in like H4 status and can work on EAD like for 30 days or like, is it like is, time Is she traveling for temporary period, like three months, less than three months, or is she going to stay there in India for more than that? No, no it, it's going to be like less than three months. Absolutely not a problem. You can continue working. 
I will take the next two callers and then I will cut off after that. Okay. Vinay? Yeah. Go ahead, Vinay. Yeah, uh, I just yes, wanted sir. to know uh, if we can, uh, is there any way I can, you know, help? Uh, is there any way that a USCIS can adjudicate the I 485 faster? I put in the details, but essentially that's what I'm asking. Is there any, what, anything I can do for that? What is your priority date? You didn't tell me what your priority date uh, is. 2014. No, they can't adjudicate it. It's not current. No, it's 2014. One, four, it's current. Uh, so I have the EB1, 140. Ah, uh -huh, EB1. Okay. You didn't say that EB1. So, okay, you have a 485. It's only pending for... April 2022. Like 14 months, 14, 15 months. Okay, the I-140 was not approved. Yeah. yeah. What we recommend is, you can sue the USCIS, but we recommend doing it only after 18 months has been pending. 18 months of AOS pending. Right. Okay. Okay. And you can contact this guy called Stephen Brown. I gave you the email address if you want to sue mm -hmm. it. But he, he tells us only he recommends only if it's more than 18 months. Yours was pending for less than 18 months. Okay. And there's nothing else I can between suing and, you know, where we are now. You can do a lot of different things, but we don't think so they work. Next person. And this will be the last person, guys. Madhura. 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 Thank you. Madhura, I'll answer the question for you, even though you you did, you did not want to speak with me, um, is that your husband can come here on H4, apply for the EAD. Now, when the EAD is pending, he can travel anywhere in the world and come back. Absolutely not a problem. His EAD will be approved. Madhura. Go ahead. Uh, next person, please. Nikhil. Hey, Rahul. Uh, yeah, Nikhil here. Uh, quick question. Nikhil, uh, depends on the company, though. The bigger companies normally, like Cognizant, they don't withdraw the I-140 approval, though. Okay. Um, they are under no obligation to withdraw. But smaller companies, they do withdraw, though. But Nikhil, I don't want you to take a chance if you can avoid it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Thank stick you. with them for 180 days. Otherwise, you will keep on coming to their Zoom call every day. Not a good idea. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks. Thank you guys for it coming. The next Zoom call, uh, the next conference call will be tomorrow at 11.30. If you have any questions, you can always make an appointment at rnlawgroup.com. My team and our uh, schedule is available. The, you can block your time. What shoots to you? I'm going to give the link to you if you guys want to. Give me one second. Don't close it yet. So you can block your time. What shoots to you? Thank you guys for coming. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.